0: You're listening to KZO only Oleander public radio.
1: 1931 by Various The Meteor Girl by Jack Williamson, Part A What's the good in Einstein, anyhow? I shot the question at lean young Charlie King. In a moment he looked up at me. I thought there was pain in the back of his clear brown eyes, lips closed in a thin white line across his wind-tanned face. Nervously, he tapped his pipe on the metal cowling of the Golden Gull's cockpit. I know that space is curved, and that there is really no space or time, but only space-time. That electricity and gravitation and magnetism are all the same. But how is that going to pay my grocery bill, or yours? That's what Virginia wants to know. Virginia Randall? I was astonished. Why, I thought— I know. We've been engaged a year, but she's called it off. Charlie looked into my eyes for a long minute, his lips still compressed. We were leaning on the freshly painted, streamlined fuselage of the Golden Gull, as neat a little amphibian monoplane as ever made three hundred miles an hour. She stood on the glistening white sand of our private landing field on the eastern Florida coast. Below us, the green Atlantic was running in white foam on the rocks. In the year that Charlie King and I had been out of the Institute of Technology, we had built the nucleus of a commercial airplane business— we had designed and built here in our own shops several very successful seaplanes and amphibians charlie's brilliant mathematical mind was of the greatest aid except when he was too far lost in his abstruse speculations to descend to things commercial mathematics is painful enough to me when it is used in calculating the camber of an airplane wing and pure mathematics such as the theories of relativity and equivalence i simply abhor i was amazed Virginia Randall was a girl trim and beautiful as our shining golden gull. I had thought them devotedly in love, and had been looking forward to the wedding. But it isn't two weeks since Virginia was out here. You took her up in our western gull four. Nervously, Charlie lit his pipe, drew quickly on it. His face, lean and drawn beneath the flying goggles pushed up on his forehead, sought mine anxiously. I know. I drove her back to the station. That was when—when we quarrelled but why? About Einstein? That's silly. She wanted me to give it up here and go in with her father in his Wall Street brokerage business. The old gent is willing to take me and make a businessman of me. Why, I couldn't run the business without you, Charlie. We talked about that, Hammond. I don't really do much of the work. Just play around with the mathematics and leave the models and blueprints to you. Oh, Charlie, that's not quite. It's the truth, right enough, he said bitterly. You design aircraft, and I play with Einstein. And, as you say, a fellow can't eat equations. I'd hate to see you go. And I'd hate to give up you and our business and the math. Really, no need of it. My tastes are simple enough, and old ironclad Randall has made all one family needs. Virginia's not exactly a pauper herself. Two or three millions, I think. And where did Virginia go? She took the Valhalla yesterday at San Francisco, going to join her father at Panama. He cruises about the world in his steam yacht, you know, and runs Wall Street by radio. I was to telegraph her if I'd changed my mind. I decided to stick to you, Hammond. I telegraphed a corsage of orchids and sent her the message, Einstein forever. If I know Virginia, those were not very politic words. Well, a man. His words were cut short by a very unusual incident. A thin, high scream came suddenly from above our neat stuccoed hangars at the edge of the white field. I looked up quickly to catch a glimpse of a bright object hurtling through the air above our heads. The bellowing scream ended abruptly in a thunderous crash. I felt a tremor of the ground underfoot. "'What?' I ejaculated. "'Look!' cried Charlie. He pointed. I looked over the gleaming metal wing of the golden gull to see a huge cloud of white sand rising like a fountain at the further side of the level field. Deliberately the column of debris rose, spread— rained down, leaving a gaping crater in the earth. Something fell? It sounded like a shell from a big gun, except that it didn't explode. Let's get over and see. We ran to where the thing had struck, three hundred yards across the field. We found a great funnel-shaped pit torn in the naked earth. It was a dozen yards across, fifteen feet deep, and surrounded with a powdery ring of white sand and pulverized rock. Something like a shell hole, I observed. I've got it charlie cried it was a meteor a meteor so big yes lucky for us it was no bigger if it had been like the one that fell in siberia a few years ago or the one that made the winslow crater in arizona we wouldn't have been talking about it probably we have a chunk of nickel-iron alloy here i'll get some of the men out here with digging tools and we'll see what we can find our mechanics were already hurrying across the field i shouted at them to bring picks and shovels in a few minutes five of us were at work throwing sand and shattered rock out of the pit suddenly i noticed a curious thing a pale bluish mist hung in the bottom of the pit it was easily transparent no denser than tobacco smoke passing my spade through it did not seem to disturb it in the least i rubbed my eyes doubtfully said to charlie do you see a sort of blue haze in the pit he peered no no yes yes i do funny thing kind of a blue fog and the tools cut right through it without moving it queer must have something to do with the meteor he was very excited we dug more eagerly an hour later we had opened the hole to a depth of twenty feet our shovels were clanging on the grey iron of the rock from space the mist had grown thicker as the excavation deepened we looked at the stone through a screen of motionless blue fog we had found the meteor there were several queer things about it the first man who touched it a big swede mechanic named olsen was knocked cold as if by a nasty jolt of electricity it took half an hour to bring him to consciousness as fast as the rugged iron side of the meteorite was uncovered a white crust of frost formed over it it was as cold as outer space nearly at the absolute zero charlie explained and it was heated only superficially during its quick passage through the air but how it comes to be charged with electricity I can't say. He hurried up to his laboratory behind the hangars, where he had equipment ranging from an astronomical telescope to a delicate seismograph. He brought back as much electrical equipment as he could carry. He had me touch an insulated wire to the frost covered stone from space, while he put the other end to one post of a galvanometer. I think he got a current that wrecked the instrument. At any rate, he grew very much excited. Something queer about that stone, he cried. This is the chance of a lifetime. I don't know that a meteor has ever been scientifically examined so soon after falling. He hurried us all across to the laboratory. We came back with a truckload of coils and tubes and batteries and potentiometers and other assorted equipment. He had men with heavy rubber gloves lift the frost-covered stone to a packing box on a bench. The thing was irregular in shape, about a foot long. It must have weighed two hundred pounds. He sent a man racing on a motorcycle to the drugstore to get dry ice, solidified carbon dioxide to keep the stone at its low temperature in a few hours he had a complete laboratory set up around the meteorite he worked feverishly in the hot sunshine reading the various instruments he had set up and arranging more he contrived to keep the stone cold by packing it in a box of dry ice the mechanic stopped for dinner and i tried to get him to take time to eat no hammond he said this is something big we were talking about einstein this rock seems energised with a new kind of force all meteors are probably the same way when they first plunge out of space i think this will be to relativity what the falling apple is to gravity this is a big thing he looked up at me brown eyes flashing this is my chance to make a name hammond if i do something big enough virginia might reconsider her opinion charlie worked steadily through the long hot afternoon i spent most of the time helping him or gazing in fascination at the curious haze of luminous blue mist that hung like a sphere of azure fog around the meteoric stone i did not completely understand what he did the reader who wants any details may consult the monograph he is preparing for the scientific press he had the men string up a line from our direct current generator in the shops to supply power for his electrical instruments he mounted a powerful electromagnet just below the meteorite and set up an x-ray tube to bombard it with rays night came and the fire of the white sun faded from the sky in the darkness the curious haze about the stone became luminescent distinct a dim motionless sphere of blue light i fancied that i saw grotesque shapes flashing through it a ball of blue fire shimmering and ghost-like shrouded the instruments charlie's induction coil buzzed wickedly with purple fire playing about the terminals the x-ray tube flickered with a greenish glow he manipulated the rheostat that controlled the current through the electromagnet and continued to read his instruments look at that he cried the bluish haze about the stone grew brighter it became a ball of sapphire flame five feet thick bright and motionless a great sphere of shimmering azure fire wisps of pale sparkling bluish mist ringed it the stone in its box the x-ray bulb and other apparatus were hidden the end of the table stuck oddly from the ball of light i heard charlie move a switch the hum of the coils changed a note the ball of blue fire vanished abruptly it became a hole a window in space through it we saw another world the darkness of the night hung about us where the ball had been was a circle of misty blue flame five feet across through that circle i could see a vast expanse of blue ocean running in high white-capped rollers beneath a sky overcast with low gray clouds it was no flat picture like a movie screen the scene had vast depth i knew we were really looking over an infinite expanse of stormy ocean it was all perfectly clear distinct real astounded i turned to find charlie standing back and looking into the ring of blue fire with a curious mixture of surprise and delighted satisfaction what what i gasped it's amazing wonderful more than i had dared hope for the complete vindication of my theory if virginia cares for scientific reputation but what is it it's hard to explain without mathematical language you might say that we are looking through a hole in space the new force in the meteorite amplified by the x-rays in the magnetic field is causing a distortion of space-time coordinates you know that a gravitational field bends light the light of a star is deflected in passing the sun. The field of this meteorite bends light through space-time, through the four-dimensional continuum. That scrap of ocean we can see may be on the other side of the earth. End of section 25
0: Thank you, everyone, for being patient for these, these uh, current and upcoming episodes uh had a rash of sickness and uh, family issues currently. And yeah, so uh, I, I now present you with uh, March and early April on People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. We would also like to welcome Gretchen Martin uh, to the cast of People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. She is... Uh I don't know, I, I, I guess uh, one of our, our, our other horror movie experts in, uh, comics, uh, and comics uh, and uh, manga and uh, a lot of uh, other stuff. And, yeah, no, no. Uh, so, welcome, Gretchen, and check us out on People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos at pgttcm, PGTTCM pgttcm.com, at pgttcm.com. Just search any of those. You'll find us eventually. (laughs) We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, Instagram. And Gretchen's on, Gretchen is weird, I believe, on Instagram. So check her out. Uh, Dave's Corner of the Universe is Dave's website. Uh, He's not linking anything from us to him, but we link to him. So check out his past articles. Give him some love. Maybe he'll write some more stuff. All right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, if you like this show, share it. Let other people know that you like it. Uh, Let me know if you like it. Uh, you can contact us at pgtcm at gmail.com. If you s e us a envelope, we will send you some stickers or something. And yeah, so thank you. Contact, uh, message me for an uh, uh, address. And uh, we'll talk to you in the future and uh keep 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 it weird stay squiggly and uh yeah